0: We start the day dark. Dark, stark and blunt. The GS Plumbing Talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. I've got three podcasts that I throw out there on a weekly well, one of them weekly and the other two daily uh, straight talk, of course, lock and load and uh, gun owners news hour all available and free odyssey app and wherever you find podcasts and for those of you that think this is a smoking hot idea i am streaming live on the word facebook page i want you to take a moment wherever you are right now and i want you to look around you at all the stuff that's around you maybe you're in your car Maybe you're with your children. Maybe you're uh, you're going somewhere to do something. You've got you've got a lot of stuff. You maybe like for me, I go places with cameras and, and guns and all these things. And you need to understand. You probably already do, but I'm going to bring this back to you. Um. None of that goes with you when we are done on the mortal coil. Now that's important because if you realize this, this empowers you. And this takes away a lot of fear and you don't need to have any fear right now because we live in a nation right now today where we're led by a decrepit demented senilistic you know probably got alzheimer's same thing everybody though he, he's he's the president and he's decided that you are domestic terrorists And at the same time, he finances and arms real foreign terrorists. And he's letting some of them into your country today. And we don't know who they are or where they are or what their plans are. So right now, in this particular moment, you need to to not exist in a world of fear. You need to exist in a world of realization. Because our back door is open. We've had millions of strangers coming in here. And they're coming into your neighborhood. So this this government is not on your side. And a leader who does all of this and then tries to keep you from defending yourself, well, whose side do you think he defaults to? It's not yours. When I saw what was going on in Israel, and understand this, this is not combat. This is not this is not war, what they were doing. This is barbaric. This is this is savage. Uh, there is nothing in the rules of combat where you go in, unless you're trying to play this, this psychological game, which is not what they're doing. They're not playing. The, the Viet Cong were very good at the psycho, psychological game. Hamas is not. They're just butchers. When they roll in on a baby in a bassinet and behead the baby, there is no military objective in play when I saw what was going on I came up here and loaded the magazines I didn't have loaded because while I have a lot of ammo only the ammo in the magazines is going to count others here in these United States took selfies on TikTok or they considered making the Palestinian flag their social media avatar So a day and a half after Hamas invaded Israel and butchered babies and mamas and grandna- grandmas and their dogs, ta- burning down houses and taking hostages, the uh, the IDF, while they were targeting Gaza in retaliation, the government said, you may need to be armed. <laughs> Although they're not exactly doing what I would do. To be honest with you, I had not looked at the Israeli gun control regime. And I know I've talked about this recently. But this is this is the part I want you to understand about here in the United States. This is what we saw last weekend, maybe in a different configuration we're going to see here. And right now, half of us are walking around in a dream state. You know, the LGBTQ people, there's the LGBTQ contingent for Hamas, for Gaza, for Palestine. Go to Palestine and, and and get in front of them. I dare you. I dare you. Because, because they're savages. They're going to take you to the top of a building and throw you off. And they're not going to care that they are for you or that you're for them. You know, in the old days, during World War II, we had, like, the, the war correspondents that went out there, and they had the 16-millimeter hand crank cameras, and they tried their very level best to do it, but it, it wasn't, like, dead center of it. Sometimes it was, and sometimes it was not. But in Japan, we saw a lot of that. In, in Moscow, we saw a lot of that, but I didn't see that much of it. Too many other places to that, to that uh, you know, that stark degree. But they were streaming this on TikTok, and they were getting clicks on it. And people here in the United States were dancing a jig while a bunch of people were being executed. And you know what? The ID politics has worked. Because now we can, we can pick and choose which humans we, we want to like the mostest. And if you're one of these leftist fringe groups, well, you can pick the one that is the most dastardly. And while we're all doing that and all these other things, just remember this, your, your government is inviting this to happen. Your government funded it. Your government has looked the other way while it's been going on. Uh, I do not believe that we should be the police of the world. And at the same time, if somebody attacks a nation that is our ally, then we should not sit back and say, you guys need to take that and be the bigger person. That's what the Republicans do. Don't we complain about that on a regular basis? Don't we say, Republicans, get in there, get dirty, get bloody. So what's going to happen in Gaza? And here's my prediction about what's going to happen in Gaza. They're going to turn it into a parking lot. And men and women and children and civilians, they're going to die. And among them will be the Hamas. And everybody's going to be in righteous indignation that children and women were killed in combat. And we're going to sit and a lot of that's going to happen right here. And then... It's going to pop inside the United States. Probably in the middle of one of these blue hellscapes. And then we're all going to be just shocked beyond belief. Especially the ones that are out there trying to disarm you. They're going to be the ones that probably go first. And the last look on their faces is going to be a shocked one. So understand what I'm about to tell you. We are on our own. It is your responsibility... To be prepared for everything in your life, in the same vein that you're preparing for your your retirement and for a flat tire, and if you get sick, and you know you've you've got car insurance for your windshield and all this other stuff, you have to take you have to look at the same thing, everything that must happen, and this is one of these things that could happen, that is probably going to happen somewhere, and it'll be it'll probably be in the middle of one of these uh, districts, that, you know, the squad belongs to, because they're all down for this. So, bear that in mind and empower yourself. We came with nothing and we leave with nothing. So, you have nothing to lose. And all you, you know, what makes life worth living is the fact that it does end. You need to take provisions to make sure that it doesn't end prematurely. That's worth exactly what you just paid for it please do, do do yourself this one favor and consider that stark fact. You're responsible for yourself and we are alone here and we have a president that has invited terrorists into the nation and they're here. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Not all was bad. There was uh, one kibbutz that had a 25-year-old female that She went wild in the face of the attack. I'll tell you about that when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, the GS Plumbing Talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Going to the phones, let's talk to Ed. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Hey, thanks for taking
1: my call. I just wanted to, to let you know that uh, for the last two days, the uh, Egyptian-Gaza border has been closed. So uh, I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but if you're in Gaza right now, whatever side you're on of this you're, thing
0: you're locked in you're, you're stuck you're yeah.
1: there you, you can't do nothing and i think i think the media is really avoiding this because it's a really kind of hard thing to swallow but um like you said women children bad guys good guys guys who don't really even care right uh they're 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 gonna get pounded and there is nothing that you can do and and it's kind of frustrating where they keep. Uh, I keep hearing our media say, "Hey, you know, you guys need to get out, get out, get out," and that border is shut down. Egypt, Egypt doesn't want Hamas in there, and they can't. Economically well, I mean, take uh,
0: Israel the refugees. Israel did a strike on the, in the interior of Gaza right there at that at that yep, that, sure that, did. that point so, of uh, crossing over. So, I mean, um, I I kind I get it. I I totally understand it. This is, uh, you know, this was a coordinated thing put together by the higher-ups between Iran and Hamas, right? And we sort of funded that. We freed up some money. So they were like, hmm, we got a little money in the budget now. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and while it might not have involved the money, it was basically this little tacit green light that was thrown up. So um, Israel, uh, they don't have a lot of options, I mean, it's either. But there's you, no law. There's live no or die. I mean,
1: yeah. there's. Yep, basically you hunker down, uh, and it's just. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where we don't like to hear, the real reality of, of what's happening and going on there, that you know makes us feel a little squirmy. Right. So just want to let you know when you hear that, go to Egypt, and you ain't going nowhere.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean. Thank uh, you. Yes, sir. Thanks for the call. It's truth. There's this 22 year old female, female name, Inbar Lieberman. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to, I have to guess maybe she's already served her time as the as a conscript in the uh, IDF. She organized. Well, first of all, she's the security coordinator of Kibbutz near Am, which is one of those right there near Gaza, and she has been since December 22. And she organized them and put everything together and they killed more than two dozen advancing terrorists. And she had a, she had a, uh, you know, she killed five by herself. She heard everything that was going on. She heard that, that, you know, you can, you can tell by distance when something's being launched further away than it is when it's near. And, uh, when she heard something happening that was near, she went to the armory for the kibbutz, got her people together, got a 12-man security team together, and put together a series of ambushes that were absolutely superb. And they caught them off guard and turned the tables on them during their mission to inflict mass casualties. They engaged for four hours and, uh, They sustained no losses in their kibbutz now the one next door to him was uh was heavily hit because they did not have this and they've done a little bit of a disservice because uh they've got pictures of her up and she seems like a typical 25 year old female you know she like she would be uh you know have an instagram account or something she seems like that but the, no this is a combatant <laughs> and uh, it doesn't uh, so she has embraced what I just told you they held on until the military showed up and then the military showed up and, you know, they didn't have to they didn't have to render any aid to anybody in kibbutz near Am. I sincerely hope that she remains armed because now that they have published her picture and her name, I would just suspect that she may become a target to be snatched. But then again, I don't know. It just depends on how far Israel keeps going with all of this nonsense right now that they're doing this, this pounding nonsense because I call it nonsense because it has an end because Gaza is going to be a parking lot and they will deserve what they get. But this young lady, it's it's always interesting to see. And why did this particular, and a kibbutz is a settlement with a bunch of people living nearby and primarily it's in, in Israel, it's primarily agricultural. It's interesting that this kibbutz had a reactionary team with weapons and experience and tactics and an idea and a plan and the rest of them didn't. Why didn't the rest of them have that? when you can throw a rock into Gaza where Hamas is, why, why didn't the rest of them have that? That just, that, that, that's, that's a question I have. And it's going to be a question I have for quite some time for quite some time. Now, as being asked about, if you can buy a gun on a visa, who else can? Um, Here's the thing about the background check system with guns. It stops nobody. I was going to type this to you, texter, but I'm just going to tell you. Uh, You don't need to go to a gun shop to buy a gun. You don't need to. Since they're coming from the southern border, a lot of them probably have some sort of a cartel sort sort of a connection. So... Maybe they hook up with somebody on the inside because the cartel's here. The cartel's in the United States. But you don't have to go to a gun shop to buy a gun. You don't have to go through a background check to buy a gun. Background checks mean nothing. They mean nothing. It's It's a Polaroid snapshot of you up to the day you buy it and it has no idea what's coming next. Now, from the looks of Inbar Lieberman, like I said, she's just 20 some 25 years old. She's got a flower in her hair and a big smile. She's got pearls around her neck. Here's somebody that has embraced the idea that I have to take care of things. And she leads her normal life. She probably has a Facebook page. She probably likes to buy shoes or clothes or all the other things that a young woman would like to do. And as a sideline, she is a combat operator and see the problem with being a in, in this particular situation as part of this little 13 member reactionary team when they go out the door they got to carry it all on them <laughs> so when, when you're thinking about well okay they got a gun well it's not just the gun they got to carry uh, they got to carry water they got to carry water enough to keep them going that's a it's a You know, a gallon a day. So that's on them. Then they got to have ammo. In a a four-hour gunfight, that's a lot of ammo. One of the reasons that the American military operates primarily with their man-held weapons uh, in semi-automatic is because they now have this idea that if you put three rounds in each combatant, that should take care of it. So each magazine can handle ten people. So that's their thought process. Cause they're only going with 30 round magazines on the text line. They're saying that woman who successfully defended the kibbutz needs to be uh, offered asylum in the U S but the Biden regime will never allow that probably true, but she should be. She, she's definitely, I mean, now that they've done all of this stuff on the one hand, it's great to know she exists and I'm glad to know she did all this stuff. Now we know her name. We know what she looks like. I mean, what's next? That makes her a target. Now, we need to have a conversation about what we actually are and how we do what we got to do on the side. So we're going to handle that. We're going to handle that right now. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, you need to understand one thing. What I'm about to tell you, this is not about you being harmless. This is about you being a pacifist. I'll explain. The GS Plumbing Talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming on the Facebook page of WORD for those of you that think it's cool to watch a radio show. And the podcast is available for free for nothing on the free Odyssey app. I am about America first. I've always been about America first. I've never understood why we give so much away. But when I was active in making America first, as far as my youth when I was in the military, uh, our enemies feared the wrath that we brought if we came at them. Now, the America First agenda has always been present in American politics, but it's never been ridden like it was when uh, Donald Trump got on it, said cowabunga, and off he went. American interests were becoming afterthoughts at that time, and <sighs> the theme just wasn't happening. We weren't hearing anything about that prior to 2016. And now it is like to try to tie that together with the America first movement of the late thirties, either being too stupid or thinking you're too stupid to know the difference. But in any case, America first is my agenda. That doesn't mean that I want to go back to slavery and it doesn't mean I want to go back to, you know, women can't vote and all that other nonsense. It just means I want America first. That's how I feel about it. It's supposed to be also the GOP base's agenda, unless you're Nikki Haley. Now, the America First agenda is pretty simple. Priority has to be the interests of the United States of America and the people of the United States of America. That's simple. And that's pretty sensible. But that's not what the garbage ruling class thinks now, is it? Because they want to be globalized. And in this sense, they've forgotten their duty to the american people and to you, you know to the constitution and now they their allegiance is to the leftist transnational ideology that somehow trumps our interests and nobody consulted me about this did anybody call you up and say listen we're going to go the transaction transnational way and forget about your interest and did you say okay that's fine Nobody running has ever said, I'm going to put everybody else but America first, out loud, even though they have and they did. This is a vision that has been imposed upon me and you. And, uh, well, it's led to some really bad outcomes, but back to pacifism. A true pacifist is someone that seeks peace and has both capacity and capability to kill everybody in the room. So on the one hand, I come in and I'm humming Sinatra. And if you uh, if you get on my nerves bad enough and if you do enough outrageous things and if you start hurting people, I start invoking nine-inch nails when Trent Reznor was doing heroin. Pacifists are dangerous people. And I'm not against all war. I'm against stupid war. I'm against anything that doesn't serve our national interest. I'm against anything that is not executed in a way where we simply win. We go in to win, we win, we get out. What we've been doing lately is fighting without fighting. We go in there, we do a couple of things that sort of look at it, and look like look, I, look, and then we get out. We don't really accomplish anything. So, you know. I'm not looking for a fight. I just intend to win the one that might be thrust upon me. And the idea that we should somehow spend decades in third world countries trying to teach the local savages who've been quite happy butchering each other for millennia. And then getting out there and saying, well, you know, you shouldn't do that because that's not the American way. Now be like us. Well, we we drain the treasury. We, we, We kill a bunch of young people. And America First folks are the ones that are actually in the military that we would be sent to this third world hellhole and then they some of them come back to body bags you know, or in body bags which brings us to Israel. They think America there's a lot of people out here on the left that think America First means abandoning our actual allies and it doesn't mean that. Israel's a very, very valuable ally with a foothold in the Middle East and it shares vital technology with us. We send it a lot of money. And the relationship is to our strategic advantage, like it or not, and to our moral advantage as well. Nobody accuses Israel of siphoning off billions for oligarchs to buy yachts. There's about 350,000 American citizens in, in Israel, and at least 11 of them have been murdered, and others possibly have been kidnapped. So letting our people be butchered and our country be humiliated is America last. So we're not gonna, we, we shouldn't ever get to a point where we say, well, we don't know who these people are. Let's just write them off and leave them in the captivity of the third world savage. If that's America first, count me out. But it isn't America first. It's a perversion of the ideology. Sometimes war is necessary. And the animals out there that would do this, they need to know that if they do this, they die. And everybody around them dies. And everybody related to them dies. And everybody that has a picture of them dies. That's why war is hell. And I'm not against us doing the killing when it's appropriate. That's actually a public service sometimes. That's America first. I'm going to shift and we're going to uh, we're going to talk about what happens when the popo shows up and they destroy your place of business for law enforcement this is news talk 989word All right, the G.S. Plumbing Talk line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page as well. When the police are in hot pursuit of a desperado and the desperado seeks refuge in your house or in your uh, in your business or in your car or wherever it is, well, one thing that you cannot expect them to do is to go in and make sure that they don't slam the door. They're going to go in there, and it's going to be—I think the the uh, the the term would be dynamic. So whatever it is, wherever they are, they're probably going to destroy it. They're going to destroy the business, the house, the car, whatever it is. And it happens a lot. And uh, recently, Los Angeles print shop owner. Carlos Pena described how a man running from police knocked him to the ground and then ran inside his shop. Now he's on his back going, why'd that guy just knock me on my back? And then SWAT guys go running around and they uh, lob 32 rounds of tear gas into his shop. Which while they were lobbing said tear gas, the bad guy got out of the shop. (laughs) So I don't know how many of those And, you know, if if, uh, somebody's lobbing tear gas at me, if you've ever... I've had to inhale a little CS. That's not pleasant. No, it's not pleasant. When Pena was finally allowed to return to his shop, the tear gas wrecked all of his equipment. So, Mr. Pena, taxpayer, good citizen there in L.A., he, he, he thought that they would reimburse him. And the federal marshals gave him a form to fill out about damages. So he itemized everything that was damaged and then they rejected his list and they said it didn't include a precise total. So then he added it up and resubmitted it. And then he got another letter denying it again. And they simply said, we're not responsible for the damage. So go to the city. So he goes to the city. but The city told him that the SWAT team is immune. Finally, they got a new mayor, When they Kevin Bass, I guess. When she became uh, the new mayor, the assistant called and said, the mayor is very interested in helping you. But half a year later, the mayor still hasn't helped. So he tried the city council, and then he just gave him numbers to call. And when you call, they refer them to somebody else, and it's unbearable. So a city destroys his business, because that's what it boils down to, and then ignores him. Now, this is, this is basically, this falls down under the heading of taking. And, uh, an attorney for the Institute of Justice, Jeffrey Redford, says what happened to Pena is unconstitutional and he's taking on Pena's case for free. And, uh, he was, he was told, you know, police sometimes do need to, you know, wreck a house to get the bad guy. And he said, we're not suggesting that police did anything wrong, but if they destroy property, they must compensate the innocent owners. Then the city can decide what policies it wants to adopt. I don't understand why they would shoot 32 canisters of tear gas. What's that conversation looking like? Hey, man. Manny, throw another one in there. But we've thrown 31 in there. You think this one's going to get him out? Absolutely. Send it in there, Manny. Uh, Mr. Redfern said, when you get to offload these calls to random, unlucky individuals, they don't have the time to do that kind of cost-benefit analysis. But this same Institute for Justice lost a similar police destruction case in Colorado. He said that they did not compensate the owner at all. It's absolutely crazy. The court said because law enforcement is doing this for the public good, it wouldn't be fair to force them to compensate people. But that's the entire point of the takings clause. Part of the Fifth Amendment says government can't take or destroy private property without just compensation. So if you're sitting there in your house right now and you're sitting in your front porch and you're enjoying that cup of coffee and maybe a a cigar or something, uh, and you're looking out over your view and everything, and the government shows up and goes, Hi, we'd love to run a highway right where here right here where your house is at. They have to pay you for that. They have to pay you to do that. You get compensation because it's not fair to you to bear the burden alone. Right now, though, Mr. Pena and his family must bear the burden of his lost business alone, and he now works out of his garage, and he's lost most of his customers, and his wife had to go back to work as a house cleaner to try to make ends meet. He does have a GoFundMe page. What a world. Go look for Carlos Pena if you want to look for his GoFundMe page. I do not have a link to that, but, uh, you know, they're going to, the Institute for Justice says they're keep on going, going to keep on suing for, on behalf for people like Pena, but, um, Mr. Redfern said, We want to make it clear when police destroy innocent people's property, they have to pay the damage that they did. Only if you can make them do it, Mr. Redfern. Only if the courts will make that happen. You you can get out there and declare this all you want. This is this is America today, I mean. That's all it is. I'm not happy about it. I don't like it. But that's the way it is. Not surprised that happens in LA. I saw, a, I saw a jewelry uh, smash and grab going on in L.A. the other day. And one person in there had a gun. And he whipped that out and he opened up. And the smash and grabbers became the uh, cut and runners. And somehow, or other this guy fired, I, I think five or six times, missed everybody. Because nobody's been picked up yet. Unless they, you know, unless like all criminals. You know, all criminals have one of those veterinarians who does like the the criminal surgery on the side and gets paid in cash. That's probably where he went. Climate experts, they're out there right now, they're looking at what just happened and they're saying, well, we know nothing happened that we said was going to happen, but it's still going to happen, so get ready for the calamities. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.